Welcome back to another edition of Every Step of the Way Bible Study Discussion Group. Um, a little more information about us. We're more of a discussion forum. A group of brothers that get together every Tuesday and talk about the gospel, share the gospel, share scriptures. And we tie it in with real life situations and, and try to make it plain. And, and hopefully everybody can relate to it. And, and we try to just bounce things off each other and make it make sense to to the average man or even a seasoned, even a seasoned person in the word. So hopefully you enjoy it. It's the group discussion everyone wants more of. The type of conversation people want to be a part of. We share the gospel, scriptures, and we talk real life situations. You've heard us and followed us on Facebook Live. Now you can watch us right here on the Vision Live Network. The wait is over. It's now time for the Hour of Truth. Welcome to the Every Step of the Way Bible Discussion Podcast. The Real starts now. These airways, Lord God, that one day they may cry out, I yield, I yield, what must I do to be saved, Lord God? Father God, bless every man that come on here tonight, Lord God, representing their family as kings. Father God, we just thank you for the kingdom of God. Lord God, we just thank you for this place called Earth, Lord God. Father God, we know that trials and tribulations abound, Lord God. We know that earthquakes and divers places right now, Lord God. Father God, we know that your will will be done, Lord God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord God. Father, we love you. Open up our hearts and minds tonight, Lord God, that we be on one accord. We thank you, Jesus Christ, in your precious name. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. Great prayer, great opening, brother. Um, as as we um, before I turn it over, to brother Jerome, man, this is our last Tuesday for every step of the way, man. And I, I'm just grateful, man. I thank God for allowing us through all the stuff each of one, each of us have been through individually and collectively to still be able to be where we are tonight. You know, I don't take it for granted at all, man. Each 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 Tuesday been a blessing. And each one of you guys has been a blessing these Tuesdays. So with that being said, I turn it over to Brother Jerome. Hey, man. Good afternoon, everybody. We're going to talk about the night, guys. Um, I want to talk about how the unsaved and the young, all the way up to from 15, maybe 12 to 40, but we want to talk about helping people to get life started. Hmm. What? events in life to get started, how to go about things, how to get your mind, your condition, your mind in the right path to think about some of the things. We're going to mention things, and I'm hoping that my group of guys that's with me tonight, we're going to mention things to give you something to think about, a future plan, guides, and things of that nature. But before I go into my lesson, there was a situation that happened in Newberry County. I live in Baltimore now. Uh, I won't go into details because I'm sure it's an investigation, but my heart goes out to the family of both parties involved. Um, there was a situation that happened at White Trigger Park on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. I knew the guy that got, you know, that got killed, but I did. I knew the guy also that did the shooting. So my heart goes out to both families, and um, it's just a tragedy. I, I hate that it happened. I, I wish that we could do a better job um, to prevent things like that from happening, because the families are the ones that suffer. And I wanted to put that out on the table, but I can't go into any other details because the things that I've heard is just rumors. 
and it's just too early and fresh for me to go. But I do. My heart goes out to both families that's involved. Uh, both individuals was, was married with wives and kids, so you know they're gonna be they're gonna be affected. They're gonna be affected both ways. So I want to put that out on the table. Amen. All right. To get started, I'm gonna ask the group to give me some help with this one tonight. It's a more of a discussion type thing. Um, I want to start from the time that I was 13 years old, and then we're gonna start talking about each individual life as it gets started and how to go about getting started in your life for a successful path for a bright future. Number one, this is what I didn't do, but I wish I had do. I had did. Number one, we always know that you always got to put God first. And if you don't know to put God first, we're hoping that your family will, will talk about God, take you to church, but putting God first in your life is always going to be the right path to a bright future. Now, with that being said, I'm going to be leading a little bit away from that tonight, talking about some other things, but we all know God is everything and you got to have God in your life to direct your path. So I don't want anybody thinking that's listening tonight that I'm going away from that. I'm not. That is number one. That is the path. But a lot of unsaved people in that 12 and 13, a lot of people just don't know that that's the right path that they need to start out with in life. But tonight, as every step of the way, we want to we want to make sure we tell you that's the number one thing that to start a bright life and get your life out on the right path is to have a bond with God. Do any of the any of the staff members, any of the guys with me tonight want to make any comments about that first statement? I was about to say as a young kid, I was in the church. I mean, in my mind, I wasn't putting God first. I was happy to be in church because I was part of the youth choir. We went places. We did stuff like that. But I knew of God, but I wasn't thinking about putting him first. You know, I just like going to church. But that built the foundation for me in the future to know who to go to and think back why the, old, the older folks that was watching over us was trying to make us be there at the church and try to know the Lord. It gave us that foundation to know where to go back to. That's what helped me go back to that because I was in the church, even though I didn't know to put God first at the time at that age, like 13 or 14. But I knew he was giving blessings to people. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else want to comment on that? Knowing that at 12, 13, 14 years old, that we all individuals should know to put God first. And if you don't, I'm telling you now, if you're 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, all the way up to 40, probably, if you're not putting God first, seek him. Seek a way to, to put God first. Get involved in the Bible. Go talk to a pastor or talk to a Christian or ask anybody. or call somebody on every step of the way, and they'll guide you in the right steps, steps to putting God first in your life. But this right here is because this number two thing that I that, that always affected me is going to hit home to a lot of people. Know who you are. And most importantly, love yourself. Mm -hmm. See, a lot of people struggle with loving themselves. And we make bad decisions when we're seeking other people to love, but we don't even love ourselves. And, what I, and I'm going to elaborate on that. What I mean by that is sometimes we put our friends and our associates at 12, 13, 14, all the way up to 18, we put them before ourselves because we don't even love ourselves. So we're looking for other people mm -hmm. to love because even me, Jerome, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like the way I looked at that 12 mm -hmm. or 13 years old, you know, 
back then, you know, ladies loved the light-skinned brothers and the dark-skinned <laughs> brothers kind of fell by the wayside. So I, I had a little complex about being dark-skinned. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then later on yeah. in life, you know, I realized this black was, was pretty. But it can give you a bad appearance about yourself when people talking about how dark-skinned you are or maybe you're not attractive as other people. But I'm telling everybody tonight throughout the, the airways, look in the mirror, regardless of what you look like, how big, small, large, whatever you may look like, love yourself. Please love yourself. Todd and I was talking about young kids talking about suicide and killing themselves. And that has a lot to do with not mm -hmm. loving yourself. Because if you love yourself, you're not going to even think about doing something like that to yourself. Anybody want to come in on, the, on that statement? Jump in. You know, it, it's important uh, to love yourself. The Bible said, "Be you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And it's yeah. saying God judges the heart and not the outer appearance. So we can't get caught up with what's on the outside. What's most important is what's on the inside. What you say about yourself definitely is a reflection of what you feel about yourself. And if you start to say good things about you, you will start to reflect what you say. So you're on the right track. Have positive um, self-esteem um, and esteem yourself by saying things that are positive in your life. And you'll begin to become what you say. Amen. Thank you, Glenn. Anybody else have any comments that they want to make about or anything they want to share about loving yourself, man? Because it's very important that young kids love who they are and don't. And even if you got pimples or or you may be a little larger as, as a young kid than other kids, kids have a tendency. Kids are cruel. Kids have a tendency to pick on, tend to, tendency to pick on kids, bully kids and things of that nature. So loving yourself is very important and, have, and having a good self-esteem about yourself and not being a follower. Man, I'm big about not being a follower because that can get you in a lot of trouble following other people. Anybody mm -hmm. else on that one? Yes, I was getting ready to say that, Jerome. I, I think it's imperative that kids are able to find themselves, especially before they go to college, because one of the things that me and my wife talk about to this day, you wouldn't imagine how many kids go to college and get away from their families and, and their parents and everything, and they completely change who they are. And how many lives I've seen mm -hmm. when I've seen people get get uh, banned from coming back to the school. They can never come back to their college for things that they've done, getting kicked mm -hmm. out of school and, you know, just different things like that. And I just feel like, you know, mm -hmm. if, if, if that's not who they are or at home and in high school, if they have a strong foundation and love themselves and know who they are and secure themselves when they go off like that, mm -hmm. it won't be as apt to, to follow that crowd and, and, mm -hmm. and, fit in. They'll stand out being who they are and others will start to congregate to them. I like and that, Josh. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And the Bible says that. It says train a child in the way that he should go. Mm -hmm. And when he's old, he won't stray from it. And, and, and that's it. We have to teach them what's mm -hmm. important to help them identify their identity so they, they know who they are. And like, and like Josh said, so that they won't get out there at the first chance of freedom and go buck wild. You know, having them to teach them discipline, self-control and temperance. You know, you don't have to get everything at once because you got freedom. How to control yourself, how to manage your money, how, how to do time management. Those things are important. I mean, even as adults into adulthood, you know, learning those things has, has helped, especially a person like me, my mind is all over the place. So to write stuff down helps me to remember. It helps me to focus. And, and so when you, teach a child this and you give them those tools, you're equipping them for the future. And that's what we're supposed to do as parents. We're supposed to equip them 
train them in the way to go to when they only want to part from it. Amen. One thing, one thing real quick, Jay. Go ahead, man. I like it. That, that training up part, mm-hmm. a lot, a huge issue that I, I see a lot in when we mentoring is that this generation is being raised by a set of parents that struggle with their own identity and their purpose. And, and so the wolves, it's the same wolves, but we have more of a covering. Even if our parents wasn't saved or holier than thou or whatever, we were covered because they knew who they were and they knew what they stood, they stood for stuff. And now that this, this generation don't necessarily have that in their parents. So even, even though they, they look and they watching their parents, but their parents seem to not know who they are or they not confident in who they are. And so they can't train up a child. If, if I'm still as a dad, if I'm still looking for my, who I am, how can I, how can I really guide my seed if I'm still spinning around in circles? So I wanted to make sure I put that in there. Um, hey man, anybody else? Uh, I was going to say that um, I think, you know, uh, everybody's kind of, you know, we're all kind of saying the, the same stuff. It all kind of makes a full circle. Um, I think learning what relationship is early um, at an early age will help us develop and, and you know, like like what Josh said, the, your identity. I think learning what relationship is with God versus just going to church, actually teaching our children understand a relationship so as they go through life and they understand that it's not just about going to this or, or doing that. Um, they understand what relationship is and it, and it will help them in turn understand and, and keep their identity um, going into the real world and, you know what I'm saying, and different things like that. Because when I was 13, I, that's one thing I started, I moved out when I was 13. So I wasn't even, I was moving from house to house at 13. So uh, I definitely understand the identity thing. So it was all about relationship for me. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that, Darren. Anybody else? Okay, my, my number three bullet, um, before I go into it, I'll, some people may not like what I'm what what I'm going to say, but it worked for me and it may not work for everybody. And I'm sure it worked for Glenn. But I recommend that everybody try to learn as much as you possibly can while you're in high school. I mean, a lot of us do not take high school seriously, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of subjects and things that you that you're taught in high school that can that can take you through life. Now, everybody's not gonna go to college. So if you're not gonna go to college, you need all the high school learning that you can possibly get to try to make sure you got your math down, your science down, all the things that they teach in high school that can help you to develop into a person. What happened to me when I first went to, and Glenn may know this because he worked out there. When you go to VC Summer Nuclear Plant and you work out there, there are so many, classes you have to take to pass just to get a badge to be able to go in the front door and if you don't pass these tests they won't even let you go in well i had never heard of an adam before in my life because i i mean you know adam and and stuff like that dealing with radiation and what it means and things of that nature so i had to go back and learn to study all over when i got that job because i wanted the job but not paying attention not saying that I didn't get that in high school, but I didn't pay attention to it. Now, if I would have paid attention to it in high school, it would have made taking those tests a lot easier. And Glenn, know what I'm talking about. You take almost six or seven to eight tests just coming in the door. Has nothing to do with your job. It's just learning about nuclear power 
and you have to take a test on it. And it was very hard for me to pass. Now I got to where I can pass. I stayed there 29 years, if I tell you anything. But coming in the door, hey, I had to lock myself in the room. I had to study. I had to do things I had never really studied like I never studied before. So to make life easier for everybody else, I want to go out and say, hey, I did that. But it was hard for me. Pay attention in high school. Learn what you need to learn in high school. Be a good student in high school. Pay attention. Because if you don't go to college, then the high school is what your educational level is going to be and get your diploma. And it's going to go a long ways just getting your diploma. But not getting the diploma, everybody know now, a lot of jobs won't even hire you if you don't even have a high school diploma. So you got to have that to go to even get certain jobs. I'm not saying you can't. I'm not saying you can't be successful, but high school is good. Now, before I go to the next part, do anybody have anything from the group that they want to comment on the high school thing before I go into my next part of that equation? Okay, now, if you're not going to go to college, <laughs> Glenn know where I'm headed, and you need discipline in your life, and everybody going to say, well, that's wrong because he did that, blah, 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 blah. I'm just telling you what worked. I was a bad kid in school. Everybody know that? But I ended up making one decision in my life that ended up being the best decision I ever made in my life. And that was going into the military. It's not for everybody. I will admit that. But if you don't have a direction, I really believe a lot of our young men today need that structure and direction. Mm -hmm. The military mm -hmm. is a great option. You don't have to go in the army. I, I honestly believe I went in the army, but I honestly believe the Air Force and the Navy are the best, too. If I had to, if I had to recommend that to someone's kid, I would tell them to go in the Air Force or the Navy. Yeah. Marines mm -hmm. in the Army, we have a tendency to be on the front line. They're gonna throw us on the front line. Yeah. We're gonna be the first ones to die. I'm just keeping it real. But <laughs> if I had to tell you the Air Force, technical, you come back out and get a good job, Navy, same things. Those two, if I had to tell a kid coming that don't want to go to college, try to go to Air Force and try to go in the Navy they will give you a great life and a good start to a good life. Anybody want to comment on that? That military part, uh, Jerome, helps you, uh, gives you some uh, discipline and uh, sets some boundaries for you. Amen, amen. As a, as a young man um, growing on your journey, you need that discipline and you need that boundaries to be successful in everything that you do. Mm -hmm. Not only this in the military, just in life period. Amen. Thank you, Charles. And That's real. Matter of fact, um, it gave me all of that. I had none of it. My mom did the best she could. She beat me to death and tried to guide me in the right direction. So when I went in the military, you know, I still struggled with structure and discipline. Yeah. And 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 they and they basically they break you down and build you back up. And they mm -hmm. use what you have, the leadership and all the, that fight that you got, they use it in the right manner so that yeah. you can go when you come out of the military and have a successful life. So that's what helped me. Not saying that's going to help everybody, but I just think it's a good start if you're not going to go to college. And it helps you to respect authority too, man. Amen. Thank you, Charlie. Amen. Amen. It, it helps you to take orders, especially yeah. when you're not used to taking orders. Yeah. It, it helps you to take orders. Anybody think, else have anything on that? I think what Charles just said, because me and Jerome grew up from from diapers to to today, he I think he struggled with authority, and today's generation, be, be, for whatever for different reasons, 
has an issue with authority, mostly because they don't see it consistently. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's what makes the military a very viable option for anybody who's listening, who's who's trying to figure out which way they should turn because they, they build a new prisons and new jails. When you get a chance, Google it. They ain't gonna just put it out there for the world, but you can Google it. They building jails and prisons at a record number right now. They got like two stories, three stories. So, so for that person that's listening, 14 to 20 or whatever age group, and you don't have a direction, please consider the military. That just is a really great option. Yeah, I I I believe in it because you know I wouldn't have been the man that I am today if it wouldn't have been for that. And I'm sure a lot of military soldiers would tell you that it, it was tough. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not going to be a cakewalk. It's not going to be something you're going to be able to go in there and just walk through. Um, one of the toughest things I've ever done in my life, to be honest with you. Uh, to tell you a little story, I'm short. And they had a tendency to put the short people at the back of the line for a road march, 15-mile road march. And this is the time that I, I found out that I had a heart. Of, I had a heart that, man, I just didn't want to fail. They put all the tall guys in the front and all the short guys in the back. So I ended up with my rucksack and my, my M16 and everything on my back, and I ended up having to run the whole entire 15-mile road march. And I didn't know if I was going to make it because – but it pushes you to know that your body and your mind can even be weak and you can think that you can't make it, but I can promise you, you can, you can, you can fight through and you can keep pushing. Yes, you got yes. the will to do it. You can do it. But it just – and then it builds character. It builds that fight to feel like there's nothing. Once you get through that, you can, ain't nothing I can't do now because mm -hmm. I made it through that. I didn't fail at it. That's what the military does. It pushes you to the next level to believe in yourself. And so I'm not promoting military. I'm just saying to you that those are avenues for your child if he's 17, 6, 15, 16, 17, struggling mm -hmm. with listening to single parents, which we know we got a lot of single parents out there in the world and your kid is struggling, hey, talk to him about maybe trying that if it's possible. Anybody else? Glenn, you got anything? Yeah, I, uh, I joined the military at age 22. I had just left uh, junior college. School folded up for whatever financial reason. Anyway, but before that, in my teen years, I was in the church every Sunday and on Tuesday nights for choir rehearsal. I grew up with a, two household parents. My father made sure, I don't care who you were, you were going to church, even if he didn't go. The family was going to church every Sunday. It's not about just going to church. It's about knowing why you're going. The parents have to teach you why you're going to this building every Sunday. Yeah, as a, as a teenager, you're having fun with your peers and you're doing a, a lot of things, but why are you going? And, and the reason why I say that is because when I joined the military in basic training in Missouri, Sunday came along and I went to church. But that church wasn't nothing like the church I grew up in. I mean, I said that through the whole service, but I couldn't understand nothing they were saying in there. And this is a military church, you know. That was my first and only time out of eight years I ever went to church in the military. So, you know, I strayed away, far away, gone. 
And I just I just became one of them average good soldiers that uh Jerome probably said he hate because I probably was in the front leading the pack, trying to get there as fast as I can. But that camaraderie that the military teaches you and the lifestyle that they give you as a senior soldier, as I was, I tell folks to this day, the best eight years I had. I have no complaints. From the day I went in to the day I got out, I have nothing bad to say about the military. Because if something bad happened, I did it. I brought it on myself. I mean, I have no complaints. And they gave me eight good years, and I gave them eight good years. They're not mad with me. I'm not mad with them. We're not looking for each other. We had a great time together. But my brother, younger brother, he's 40. He's six years younger than me. He retired from the Navy, as you said, John. Man, I'm jealous of that because they took care. He did 22 years in the Navy. And I, I watched that young man. He become, He's a powerful young man today. He lives in Hampton, Virginia. You know, like I said, he retired 22 years. My brother was older than me. He did four years and got out. But I'm just saying, it's always oh, a good, great start. If you're not going to college, as you said, Jerome, it's a great start. We need to tell other folks to stop telling people, telling these young folks, don't go in. They're going to do this to you. They're going to do that to you because that's what's going on. A lot of folks that don't even know nothing about the military telling folks not to go in. And, and it's just not good. Well, they won't tell them to go to college either. They just sit around the street till they get in trouble. I mean, you know. Well, and in my next bullet is um, going away from the military talk. So, but I, I don't want everybody to think, you know, even though it's a good option, but there's a lot of successful people that did not go to college or military. Yes. So I want to make sure I hit on that and they have a good life. So mm -hmm. my next recommendation is, is that you have a five-year plan, a five-year plan for your life. Whether you go in the military, whether you go to college, or whether you decide to go to the local mill or, or go to the local factory or whatever you or drive a truck or whatever you decide to do, have a five-year plan for success for you and your family. Now, the next one is where I want the panel to help me out with because there may be some disagreement with this one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna step out on I'm gonna step out on faith when I say it. <laughs> what I what I what I really recommend for women and men is that get your career in order before you start talking about a relationship and kids. And, and because a lot of times we'll we'll get involved and we'll have kids and then we don't we don't get our career set up or we don't get ourselves going financially in a stable job or career or whatever we may decide to do. But what I've learned from my own mistakes because I had a child that's 16 years old is that when you have a child, it ain't about you anymore. Right now, it's about that child and your focus is about that child. So I'm just going to say that your five-year plan at 16, 17, 18, 19 should be career-oriented, job-oriented, yeah. Am I going to sit here and tell you not to date somebody? I know that's not going to happen. But you can date somebody without going to the next level of marriage and kids and all that, putting that extra pressure on yourself. Get your finances, get your house in order, get your life in order. And, and that woman or man is going to be there. And then the next part of that equation is don't, don't pick a mate that's going to be unequally yoked. Don't pick a mate because nine times out of ten, that mate, 
or that person that we're dating in high school. Now, there are situations where people have did it, but it's not going to be the one. Most of the time, that one, you that puppy love guy or girl that you thought you, you was just head over heels with in high school, you couldn't live without, a lot of times that's not going to be the one. So don't get yourself all hurt and bothered and, and want to kill yourself and all those type of things when it's not going to be the one. It's just so much more life that you're going to be living and you're going to enjoy living. But I, I recommend that you get yourself together, know what you want to do, and find out what do you love. That's something that I wish I'd have found out early in life, what I love. Because doing what you love, you'll do it longer than doing what you hate. Yeah. If you got a right. job that you love, you have a tendency to do it, and you do it great, and you'll do it forever mm -hmm. as long as you love it. But a job that you hate is a miserable life. Going to work, don't want to be there. You're hating going to work. And, and, and so that at 17, 18, 19, and 20, and then you end up not going to college or the military, and you end up being stuck there. That's a long life to be on a job or bouncing from job to job because you can't find what you want or what you love. Figure out what you love doing and go after it. And don't let nobody change your mind about it. All right, panel, that's on you. Help me out with that one. Let me go back to that part where you said um, write things down. You know, yeah. that, that is scripture. It says write the vision, make it plain. And make it plain. Go to vision, tear it, wait for it, for it will come and it will not tear it. When you take the time to write something down, it gives you a game plan. Amen. That's it allows it. you to visualize it at the same time. So Amen. then you're talking about you, when you got a five-year plan and you're talking about not moving ahead in relationships, you can include a relationship and see where it should fit in your life. Mm -hmm. Also, it helps you find out what it is you actually love. Amen. Writing it down, writing the pros and the cons of what you, or you're about to endeavor upon and then once you figured it out and you see the pros outweigh the cons or the cons outweigh the pros, you can make an a informed decision about where you're going to go. It is necessary. Writing these things down is very important. Journaling helps you clear your mind. It helps give you direction. It helps mm -hmm. you to discover a path. And once you do it, then you do the research of what it's going to take for you to make it come to pass. And if you follow that, You'll see success in your life, no matter what path you choose right. to take. Amen. Amen. It's a it's a peace component to that. It's a peace component to it. If 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 we do these things, if we write it down and make it plain, and as we go through this five year journey, or as we move even further past that, when like those of us who don't write it down, we tend to stress more because we don't have a standard, we don't have a target. When I write something down, if we write goals down and we get involved in a relationship, I can look at, at my five-year plan and say, hey, is this relationship pulling me from that? Is this relationship pushing job, me towards job. it? Is, is it helping me or hurting me? So it's 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 like a it's like a guideline for 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 life. If you write it and make it plain, I think a lot of times that we don't do that. So we kind of we we all over the place because of that we don't have a, a standard for what we going, what we're shooting for. Good job, Todd. I appreciate that. Hey, Glenn, good statement. I really appreciate that. Does anybody else have anything before I go to the next one? Yeah, I wanted to, to hit on both of them. Uh, Jerome. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, oh, you good. I think, I think one, it, it all goes full circle when you talk about finding yourself because it's, it's a lot of 
unhealthy relationships that I see amongst young people where they are so enthralled and they're so entwined with each other that they can't live without each other. And a lot of it is because mm -hmm. they don't know how to be by themselves because Amen. they don't know who they Amen. are or what they like. Um, so I think once again, they go back to you got to find yourself and know what you like and what you love and your passions are before you try to entwine that with someone else. And the other part is the part about the career before marriage. I, I'm not going to say I disagree with you, Jerome, because I, I agree. But also, I think it's dependent upon the person, because when me and my wife first got together, um, we were in college, both of us fresh out of the relationships. And we were like, look, we just going to hang out. We're not looking for no relationship. Like, we're just going to hang out. That's it. And, you know, the more time we spent around each other, it's like, OK, well, you know, we want to get serious about this thing. And we sat down and we were like, OK, well, what we're going to do is we're going to do this the right way. We're not going to have kids before marriage and everything. We, I was still in college. I finished school. Um, we got married uh, That's good. right after my senior year. We got married that March after my senior year. And, you know, both of us went into our career and then we had kids after that. So I think as long as you have the right mentality and you go about it the right way, then right. It's, it's, it's easier to achieve that. Well, Josh, I appreciate you doing that because that just shows that it can work. And but what I love what you and your what your wife did was y'all sat down and y'all planned this together. Y'all didn't just mm -hmm. say, you know, just go out, but you had a plan. And so you basically what you did was both of y'all united and, and took the same game plan that I'm talking about. And you decided, hey, we're going to do this together, which is a mm -hmm. great thing, man. If you can if you can find yes, somebody to mesh with you and you can do that. Hey, man, that's awesome, man. That's it just, it really you know, Amen. you're around, you're a rap breed, bro. It just don't walk like that all the time. But, <laughs> hey, good thing it worked for you, man. Hey, I'm just being real with you. That's right. a great thing. That's because, that, that because I had my eyes on Josh. I, had, I was on him. You had your eyes on them. <laughs> I, had, I had my eyes on him. <laughs> Hey, man, Another I, time, I'm gonna tell y'all the first time I met that guy. <laughs> yeah. But that's a hey, that's a good thing, and I and I love Josh throwing that out there because I'm sure <laughs> if you brought it up and some other people out there. But like I said, you know, we're we're just talking about there are cases like Josh out there, and I know some other cases. Uh, for, I got some other friends and family members that stuck together forever after they got together, but. But Jerome, it just didn't work that way, and I'm just a whole different breed altogether. So, but the next thing I want to, I want, I want to, I want to hit on hard is getting your not to add to that is just getting your affairs in order. You know, developing um, good habits, spending habits. You got to develop good spending habits early in life, and if you don't, it will affect you the rest of your life. And I'm just being honest with you. You have to build a culture, a mindset to save. Because if you got to, if you, if your mindset, as soon as you get paid, you're going to spend it. That's going to be your mindset. Mm -hmm. You're going to keep falling short. And I know a lot of people probably don't like to save. They like to live for the moment and spend for the moment and enjoy life. But it's nothing wrong with having something to fall back on for the tough times. But that starts young. It starts at a young age. And if you start at a young age, it becomes habit forming and it becomes a part of who you are. And then you don't have to worry about that late on in life. Anybody want to add anything to that? Yeah. Let me, I think it for me, it, it ties into the identity of who we are. You know, in our in our in our culture, looking looking good is 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 primary, it's premium. And 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 it's anti-savings though. 
it's, it's, you, you can't have 30 J's, 30 pound J's and $30,000 in the bank. That don't go together because if you got the J's, you got to have the matching fitted cap. You, you got to have the matching belt. You got like, so figuring out who you are is, is, is huge because if you don't know who you are, those J's does not come, they, they does not, they, they won't fulfill you. That's why you got 29 other pair. If you don't know who you are, nothing that you will put on will fulfill you. It never will sustain you. You're going to always find yourself seeking for that, that thing, that outfit, that, mm, that home run, that, that hitter. And you never have, the, you never put yourself in a situation where you can save like Jerome is talking about. It's something that we actually, we got to have more discussions on putting ourselves in situation financially. A lot of times we losing our boys to the streets because of this, you know, this is a whole nother topic in itself. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. We, we losing guys in the streets because of the image, you know, or, or, or illegal activities, but it comes from a lack of knowing who they are. If you know who you are, I'm more likely not to run the streets and do illegal things, but because mm -hmm. I don't, I'm easy to get pushed into the game. Yeah. And I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to add a little piece to what Todd is saying, because I do think you can do both. I just think you got to have a budget. You just got to have mm -hmm. a budget, but it mm -hmm. also goes back to starting your life out um, with the right career, the right job, making the right amount of money and having the right attitude so that you can do both. I'm not saying right. you can't enjoy yourself with nice things. You can. Oh yeah, definitely. But you also need to, to learn to pay self first for, for saving for your future as well. And if you get the right job, like uh, I got blessed with the right job where I had a 401k. But not only did I have a 401k, um, my company had a stock a stock option plan where match. they match you for putting mm -hmm. money in it. So those mm -hmm. type of things can save for you having a stock option or a 401k where if you put 6%, your job put 6%. Now, everybody not blessed to have those type of jobs, but those are the type of things that you can find that help you to save money and you can still enjoy life as well. And I'm just talking about make sure that you save something to plan for your future. Don't just go out there and just spend money um, and just, just just blow money, you know, but also always put something back for a rainy day. I, I just believe in that. And that doesn't work for everybody because as I'm talking, I'm not just talking about one thing. I'm talking about collectively. It doesn't work for everybody, but some things work for some people and some things it doesn't. Anybody want to add anything else to that? Um, I would say I would say those things are definitely um definitely very important. I think that we just have to realize, you know, the elephant in the room that especially just piggybacking off of what everybody's saying um, is that we, you know, in our culture, we're taught to survive. Um, and, and, and it takes conversations like this to help us understand, like a plan is definitely very important for us, especially as, as young black men, young black Amen. women Amen. Um, Amen. In, this, in this country that we live in. Mm -hmm. And it's easier said than done because a lot of brothers, you know, they like, you know, I got a record. I can't work at a man. I can't work in a factory because they ain't going to let me, you know, I think it's a lot. Of, it's, it's so many different rabbit holes um, that leads to the ultimate thing of us having successful. They're, they're, you know, just like all us guys, you know, like successful lives, have wives and everything of that nature. But I think one other thing that can help us is if we're taught entrepreneurship. Um, learning how to work for ourselves and having the courage to work for ourselves, I think that will open up another door to maybe help people who can't necessarily get in a factory because of their 
background, you know, their second chance, you know, when people only looking at their backgrounds. But, you know, maybe for the people who maybe have that question, like, what if I got a record? What if I got something? I don't have access to 401k, et cetera, et cetera. So I think if we um, put a lot more emphasis on entrepreneurship and trade and having trades and different things like that, along with the five-year plans, along with the 401ks and the military and stuff like that, I think that'll help, you know, other people, you know, other people that may not have that same option. Well, I'm going to take it a step further because I believe that you have to come back certain things. You, entrepreneurship is going to require money. And when you start talking about, you know, a lot of people want to go out and make the fast money so that they can do the entrepreneurship. So we just got to make sure that, you know, when you start saying people that, you know, don't have the background, most things that you try to go into to make, you got to have a plan to get to where you can do the entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. your plan should always be to work for yourself. You always want to work for yourself. But then if you try to go to a bank and get a loan to start your own business, hey, you got to have some kind of background. They're not just going to give that to you. They're just not going to loan you the money that it requires. So we got to have, along with what you're saying, Darren, they got to have a plan of how are they going to get the money to be able to start their own business and get it going. Right, and that's good. I'm saying as far as like if I'm gifted to, if if I'm gifted to, I'm using myself, for example. I played guitar, right? I didn't start playing. I didn't go to a bank to get a loan to start getting paid for guitar. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that's great as far as far as that. What I'm saying is take take your natural, you know, you still, you know, stair step. I'm step, definitely still make a plan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying stair step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but just use your gifts and your talents because, you know, some people say, man, I worked out my house for umpteen years until I got the money up like you said make the money but you know to do that um before they had enough money to get their first building or to get their you know supplies and different things that they need um my only thing is like I just didn't want it to sound like we're we're discouraging people from or 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 I don't want to make it sound like I'm I'm discouraging people from you know from the gifts and talents that they have like if they're oh, yeah. musicians no, that's what we're talking about having a, different a things like that you know? That's what we're talking about, having a plan. And when I said um, have a five-year plan and go after your goal, finding what you like. That's what I said earlier, finding what you like. And that if you right. like playing guitar, that's part of finding what you like, going after it, doing what you like, and don't let nobody stop you. So that's part right, of what right. you're saying, Darren. If you right. like something and you love it, then go after it. Yeah. Hard brother Bump, he loves certain things, and he won't let nobody deter him from going after certain things. <laughs> he, I'm serious. If you love something... I think you should go after your goal. If you got a goal for something, I really, I'm a big believer that you should go after it. But if you got a family and your goals is going to hurt your family, I think you have to check yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Check yourself. If you got, you know, you got kids and a wife and you talking about going off and, and your family can't eat and can't pay the light bill because you're running off chasing the dream. I think that's wrong. I think that's that's mm-hmm. what you're putting them in harm's way when you're chasing something and you're not able to take care of home. You got to be able to take care of home and chase it and make sure everybody, because people are dependent on you. I think when the people are dependent on you, you have to check and make sure you're doing the right things. And that's, I'm going to leave it at that. Well, we save the money. Yeah, save the money. That's, first of all, it takes a lot of discipline to save money because, you know, mm-hmm. we'd be so anxious to get rid of it and spend it. But like you say, everybody's situation is different. If you can save a certain amount, every paycheck to put back. And I like to say, I applaud anybody that can do that 
it's different things. Uh, some people, for instance, once again, I just use myself because we in the no judgment zone here. And whatnot. A lot of times, a lot of my money, it goes strictly on, on bills and whatnot. And it seems like as soon as you get finished, and that's after you take your tithing off and set that aside, now what you got left for bills and whatnot, and you pay them and whatnot. And sometimes you barely might have anything left for grocery because you got to get A, B, and C, and D paid and whatnot. But you, I agree with that a thousand percent. You have got to try and put money away for certain things and whatnot because if your transmission go out, that's 2,000 East right hey, there. <laughs> 2,000 right there. And if you ain't got nothing saved up, now you sucking wind now. Now either you got to borrow it or you just got to put it down and now you got to find a ride to work. But if you were putting money back like you're supposed to and when they, even if you save 2,500 up, 2,000 yeah. got to go yeah. in that transmission, well, at least yeah. you got it. And whatnot, at least you got it. It might put a big dent in your savings, but at least you got it. So I'm just using that for an example. And like you were saying, as, um, as far as like, entrepreneurship and ownership. I think we got to start teaching our children that at an early age to be business minded right. and whatnot. You just said something, find something that you like, even as a child, That's right. whatever it is that they like to do and pursue that and whatnot. Go to college. If you can go to college, whether it's through an athletic scholarship, academic scholarship, take up business management, whatever the case may be, get business minded because your NFL and NBA career, that might not last long. You got to have something back to fall back on and have something that you love. If you love shoes, you might want to go into a shoe type of business or whatnot. If you're good with your hands, you might can invent some or whatever the case may be. But I think it starts at a young age. Start telling children to be business minded. Remember, in our generation, pretty much most of us is in the same generation. It was about getting a job and getting an education at that time, or at least getting a job and do something. Graduate yep. from high school and whatnot mm -hmm. in the 70s and 80s. But then as it started getting later on in the decades, it was more about you know getting a college education and starting to be more business-minded and whatnot. Because we all want our children to go further than what we do and whatnot, but to be business-minded. My parents didn't leave anything for me. As of right now, I don't have any business to pass on to my children, but I'm telling them to be business-minded, to find something that you like to do. Little girls, if they like playing with dolls' hair, hey, that's far, that's a far, she could be an owner of a beauty shop one day. And when they like to have our own salon or whatever the case may be. And like you said, it does cost money to start a business and all of that type of stuff. So we have to be wise, start them at a young age, trying to save money. You just said it, uh, brother, uh, boy, about having a budget, saving money, being disciplined. But you have to have discipline when it comes to save money. You can't spend every dime that you earn. You got to put that back. You just have to. But in some cases, it seems like as soon as you get, you know, we didn't all heard the saying, uh, let's say you probably work some overtime and you're getting $1,300 or $1,500 on your check and you might say, man, that money already spent. You say, it's all before you even get it. You already know what you're going to get because you already know the type of stuff that you got to do with it and whatnot. But sometimes, but try, especially if you got any extra, try and put that back the best you can. Something. If it ain't number $25 or $30, if that's mm -hmm. all that you can put back, it's a start. It's something. It ain't got to be two hundred or five hundred dollars. That's right. Put back something if you can. That's, that's right. very, very important and whatnot. But obviously, you just said it. Get your bills paid. Take care of that. And if you're doing something to hurt your family, that's unwise and that's not good at all and whatnot. Put your family out there first. Do especially as men of God. Pay your tithes and offering. Get them bills paid and take care of your family. But yes, use discipline and put some money back. And, and I'm, I'm going to give you some experience because I've always been blessed with good jobs. I've always made a decent amount of money. I've always had money, so it wasn't an issue. And I used to blow it. I mean, blow it. It didn't make no difference. If I wanted it, I'd blow it. If I got tired of it, I'd send it back. 
And then I got sick and there was no money. Mm. I lost everything, all of it, house, cars, all that stuff I had stockpiled that I wanted. I lost everything because I was sick and I didn't save for a rainy day. So what did that teach me? Financial responsibility. Mm-hmm. I had to change my mindset. So to understand, even if you have not had the right mindset, change now. If you, you think it's not too old to change, change yeah. now. And it's funny you said that, Dakota, because I changed and started saving. And my car, going through the little construction zone, hit an air actuator in my Mercedes, blew mm-hmm. it out, $4,200. The next mm-hmm. week, I'm driving home in my truck, transmission go out, $1,500. dollars mm-hmm. Had to turn around and go to the dentist, another $500, $6,000 in three weeks. But I had saved. Amen. And so, you know, and, and that's it. So you guys, it, stuff happens. And you, we can play. But something is going to teach you in life when to stop playing. Amen. You don't have to be responsible. Yeah. And Glenn, that's what this that's what this thing was all about today. You know, I don't want to discourage anybody, but I, I want to talk to the masses. There's a mm-hmm. lot of people out there struggling and trying to find their way, trying to figure mm-hmm. out what they want to do with life. And all I'm saying tonight is find what you love, but yeah. have a plan, whatever that may be. Don't just go half-heartedly. And if you got people that's leaning on you and depending on you, like your kids, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. have a plan. You know that, hey. You may have to go against what you want to do to take care of your family and your kids. That's what I believe in. Doesn't make it right. That's just your own thought process is. But I'll be honest with you. When I went in the military, it was because I was 16 years old and I had a woman pregnant. I didn't go in because that's what I wanted to do. I went in because I felt like I had no choice. I wasn't prepared in high school to do anything else but go in the military. So I thank God I was able to pass the test and pass the physical to go in the military because now I got a responsibility. My dad wasn't there for me. I was darn if I wasn't going to be there for my daughter. So that helped me to get on the right track. And so that's my belief, though, that you take care of family first and you put yourself aside. But that's not Absolutely. everybody. And, uh, but you, you know, it, it goes back to that, that strong point you made, uh, you know, making a budget, trying to figure out who you are. Write this Amen. stuff down. Mm-hmm. Write it down. It, if you don't, well, you need to know how much money you're spending then you write it down. That way you can form a budget. If you are going out here and like, like uh, Todd said, buying the J's, see how much the J's cost and then see how much bills you got. How many bills could you have paid off if you'd have just left them J's alone? <clears throat> it, it, it takes, it, it's a hard road and it's a hard reality to check yourself and say, I'm not responsible in this area and I need to change it. And that's a part of growing up, even if you're 50 years old. It's time, it comes a time where we have to grow up. And I'm speaking from experience. When I got sick, I had to grow up. Brother Glenn, you just said it. And especially for those of us that work, if you're going out every day buying mm-hmm. breakfast and lunch, do you know how much that adds up in a month? Oh, you spending yeah. seven to $8 on breakfast, another $10 and $8, $9 on lunch, five days a week? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on now. I done did that. That stuff adds yeah. up, man. And you, man, I today, I, man, not today. I'm just saying, I've said it before, man. I done spent twenty dollars today on food, just food <laughs> alone, and whatnot mm-hmm. like that. Breakfast and lunch, and then might do something in the evening if it ain't no dinner at the house and whatnot. And just find, that's all day you done spent money on food. You got the what's wrong with fixing you something and bringing it in a bag or a lunch and taking it with you? 
It wasn't that if you got something to fix, a bologna sandwich, anything, it wasn't that to save money. Fix breakfast at the house before you go out and all of that type of stuff, man. And you ain't got, I mean, I got to be to work at seven o'clock in the morning. So if I got to get up at five, five thirty and fix me some pancakes and bacon, that's what I'm going to do. And whatnot. <laughs> I'm in the kitchen at five, something in the morning, cooking that instead of me going out to get that and whatnot, because that's saving money. But sometimes do I do that all the time? No, but I try to do that most of the time. It's that's like you said, buying them joys, but just simple stuff like breakfast and lunch that adds up, guys. And you got to use discipline when you can bring stuff to work and save money or cook at home. Well, to end mm -hmm. this, uh, and I appreciate all everybody's coming, but the, the moral of the story tonight was if you want to be successful in life, you have a plan and you can be. It's Amen. all a mindset. It's all a mindset. I don't care who you are. People that say they can't make it, I disagree with that. I think anybody and everybody can do anything that they want to do if they put their mind to it. You just oh, got to yeah. have a plan. You got to have the willpower to know how to go about doing whatever you desire to do. And the rest, keep God first, but love people, man. If you're going to go into any kind of business or something like that, you got to love people or you're going to be up on the front line with people. Now, I'm telling you that now. You got you got to be somebody like like Josh. You know, I, I can tell now Josh probably successful on his job because, he, you know, he know how to talk to people. Thank God I had the military because I, I, I'm I'm not good at somebody coming in there cussing me. I, I ain't going to make no money. I just ain't going to make no money doing all that. So, but, you know, so, so you got to be the right, the right person and you got to have the right job to do certain things and it's got to fit your personality. If it don't yeah. fit your personality, you need to stay away from it. So and you got to know who you are. Like Todd said, or somebody said earlier, you got to know who you are. But just to get I, some of these guys done heard it. I did something that that Dakota was talking about. My dad taught me this at 15. I got to give him the credit. I saved $50 every time I got paid. I paid myself first. That's good. He taught me that at 15. And I stuck with that for 29 years. And I'll just leave it alone. Amen. All right, I turn it back over to you. Mm -hmm. I want to thank everybody for tonight. I hope somebody got something. It's never personal for me. I'm always trying to help. I'm not just about uh, a serving God. I'm about talking to the unsaved. I'm about talking to the people that, that you know, because sometimes we get in the habit of talking like we're talking to nobody but Christians. I want to reach the people that, that may be struggling in the world that don't know God. I want to mm -hmm. help the people because I haven't forgotten where I came from. I Ooh, know that yeah, struggle yeah. out there is real. I know that sometimes... We talk about Christianity because we've been there and done that and we don't got through it. But man, I remember those days when I didn't know God and I didn't know which way to turn and I didn't know how to go about doing things and I didn't have nobody to tell me. And I didn't know, and I didn't want to listen to Christian folks like Glenn because I felt like they were just too holier than thou. So I didn't want to hear that. And that's real. That's I didn't want to hear all that preaching holier than thou over me when I'm not there in the world. You just don't want to hear it. But still, yeah. Every step of the way was started to help everybody, not just Christians. We want to talk to guys that, you know, maybe want to are good people and want to know the right way to go about doing things. And we want to guide them. We want to help brothers. We want to help sisters. We want to help whoever needs to be helped, whether you know God or not. And hopefully if you don't know God, one of these guys on every step of the way is going to say something one night to get you to know God. But God, God is the truth and God is the only way that you should go. I will admit that, but 
I hadn't always did that myself. So I, it would be yeah. wrong for me to sit up here every night and sit here and act like I'm all this and that, holy and dialed and did it all right. I did not. I did not do it all right. It took me a while to get to where I am. And I still struggle. I still Dude. struggle. I'm not going to always get it right now. So, so to sit here and act like I get it right, I just don't. I just don't. But there are some things that I'm pretty darn good at. And I, and I can help people. And God has put me in this, this limelight to be able to tell people about some of the things that I did right to help them to not make the mistakes that I made. All right. I'm done. I turn it over to Todd. Amen. Hey, great job, job tonight. Great job, Jay. Hey, man. I think we kind of we, we touched we touched all around it. But prioritizing when, when we're talking to the youth and when we're mentoring, man, man, you'll be amazed at how detached from that word that a lot of people are. And, and if, you, if you don't have if you don't have the ability to prioritize or you don't know what priority is, I, I think it's almost impossible to be stable financially. I just do. That is my personal opinion. If, if if nothing is important to you, if nothing takes precedence in your life, you you, you just going, you flinging it, you winging it, and like Jerome talked about, you you got to have a plan. And I'm talking from experience. <laughs> I'm talking from experience. You no, know, that big fire era was full of me. It, it was full of looking good. And it was full of you know. Hey, when I talk, everything I'm talking about, I'm talking about from a personal experience. When I stepped out, you you weren't gonna find a dude sharper than me. You just wasn't. That was my priority. Saving some money. Yeah, I'm gonna come home with $30, $40. That was, <laughs> that was saving money to me. You know what I'm saying? But when you look at it in a big picture, most weekend I spent three to four hundred dollars on fun. Most weekend, 52 weekends. I don't even know what that number is, but it's a good bit. You know what I'm saying? If I even cut that three to four hundred in half and <laughs> save and save that. So we we just, when we start having conversations with people, man, we got to really start talking about priorities and saving. We, we the one race that appears not to care about saving. I, I, I can't say that that's true, but it appears that image is greater than financial stability. And we got to flip that. We we have to flip that. We don't want our boys, our boys being our age and, and still struggling with financial stability. You know, we, we want to reverse that. Great job tonight, Jay. Anybody you know, uh, the truth is, man, you know, when we when we do this type of stuff and we talk online, everybody's not going to get it. Right. Everybody just don't get what you're saying. Everybody's not going to understand it. Mm-hmm. And you just hope that that they have somebody else in their ear can say, wow, did you hear that message? Right. Um, to Jerome or Charles or Darren or Dakota or Jonathan, Josh, Robert, Todd, Glenn. You heard the message those guys were talking about? Because sometimes it takes somebody else to say, wow, yeah, that makes sense. I get it. I get mm-hmm. what he's saying mm-hmm. or what Dakota is saying. So sometimes it's not going to be us that it's going to be somebody else that heard the message. That's why we got to make sure that we're not just reaching out to us and it's not about us. It's about everybody. And it may not meet, it may not reach the person that you're talking to. It may reach somebody else that said, man, I get it. I get what he's saying about saving money. Right. I get what Darren's saying about entrepreneuring and hoping that every black man, I will, I love to see every black man, all whoever, white, black, I don't care who you are, get your own business. I don't care who you are. It don't matter to me. Get your own business and do your own thing. 
I would have never been good at my own business. I thank God for the military. That's a free check every month coming in. All I got to do is run, get up at five o'clock and run and go, go do a little something, something. And it was going to be, a, you know, Uncle Sam pays very well and on time. So I, I just, I couldn't make my own money. <laughs> you know, more power to people like Darren that can. I ain't got no skills, can't play no piano, no, none of that. Can't sing a lick, can't even hold a tune. I, I can't do none of that. So I needed, a, I needed a gun in my hand. And that's what I was good at. So um, thank you guys for, man, I love you guys. And I thank you guys for all that we're doing, for always trying to do, guys, and, and let everybody know that listening to the sound of my voice, all we're trying to do is help people, help right. guys, help men that don't have leadership in their lives to find the right path. It may not be Jerome. It may be Dakota saying something one night. Dakota, very strong brother. He keeps it real. He may say something and it may tackle somebody. Somebody else might say, man, Jerome is crazy. I don't want to listen to nothing he got to say because I'm strong about what I say. And I mean what I say because it worked for me in my life. But my son told me, Dad, I don't want to follow your, your path. But now at 25, he comes back, Daddy, I should have listened to you. You see, that's how, that's how it works. People don't get it right then. They might get it later. That's right. Mm-hmm. Jerome, you say you say you don't you don't have no uh, talents. I think you'd have been a heck of a motivational speaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to be a coach, bro, and they might tell you something different on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking now, <laughs> Josh. As as a guy that he built up and tore down a couple of times, <laughs> I don't know if I can check off that one. <laughs> I'm talking about now, not back then. <laughs> I still can't say now. <laughs> you you ain't seen it when he into something. See, we go to the ball games together now. <laughs> and that fire's still the same fire. <laughs> I, I got one last message I want to tell the yeah. young people out there. If you're 16 years old and, and my granddaughter had asked me to help her to buy a car that's very expensive and I taught her against that. But if you're 16, 17 years old and you got a little job Glenn know what I'm talking about. I know I know Dakota and, and Price know what I'm talking about. Go out and buy you a thousand to two thousand dollar car. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Go out and buy you a two thousand dollar car and make payments to yourself like mm-hmm. you paying three hundred to four hundred dollars a month, like you're paying for that big dollar car and put it in the bank. Damn. I say that again. This is what I did because I had a nice car at 20, but then it wrecked. So a guy worked. And it was a white guy. See, so, sometimes y'all, we think white people bad. All white people are not bad. <laughs> he schooled me on how to do this. And he told me what I'm telling everybody today. He said, man, go get you a, a I went and bought a $500 car and taught to tell you it's a little orange Datsun B210. <laughs> I drove it for two years and I still paid myself $400 a month, just like I was paying for that old uh, Conquest T, TSI that I had in 1986. And I paid it to myself. And he said, now, when you get finished in three years, show me what you got. And it, the numbers speak. Math is something else, guys. Math, learn, if, if you in school, learn math. Mathematics is amazing how fast those dollars will grow if you do it the right way. You'll be surprised how fast those $400 that you're paying to the, to the creditors, what kind of money they get, then pay it to yourself, and you'll see it jump up the same way. It does the same. The numbers don't change. It'll do the same thing for you that it does for the bankers. Or the creditors. That's word to the wisdom. That wisdom right there, guys. That's good stuff, Jay. That's good stuff right there, man. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. 
Good night, man. Good lesson tonight, man. It's our last Tuesday on every step of the way of 2021, man. I'm looking at Glenn and Jerome, man. <laughs> Let that, I'm letting that sick, man. 2021 for something yeah. that started May the 10th or 20, 2020, and we headed into 2022. Man, if, yeah. you, if you if you can't tell me God, you can't tell me God is not real. Amen. Man, he don't care about my feelings, but he got me. That's mm, that's yeah. what I woke up to this morning in my spirit. You know, it's some things I wish was a certain way or whatever. And that's a lot of we want what we want. But his covering and grace and mercy ain't got nothing to do with what I want in my feelings. And, and, and for that, I'm forever grateful. I really am, man. You know, his covering is all I need. I need that. And man. I just want to thank you guys, man, for another great year. 2021, man, it's been, it's been such an awesome year on every step of the way. We we got the podcast. Brother Price um, posted what it looked like on Facebook. I, I really didn't see it before, so thank you for that, Brother Robert, man. With that, man, let's get these shout-outs and takeaways. Brother Darren, you there? Darren might be doing something. Brother Jonathan. Well, thank you guys for the night. Thank you, Brother Jerome, for the night. There was a lot of key points that stuck with me, but the main thing that stuck with me was loving yourself. That's very powerful. Even if you're 15 and don't know God or don't want to know God at the time, still love yourself. We're not saying be cocky. Just love yourself because at the age of 40, 50, some people still don't love themselves. Amen. Mm -hmm. So, you, I mean, I went through that. I mean, I'm still going through that, but you have to love yourself. Amen. If you don't love yourself, what else you got? You know, you can Amen. have you can have God. You can believe in God and all that. But if you don't love yourself, God saying, "Why are you coming to me if you don't love yourself?" So, I thank you for that, brother Rome. Thank y'all, brothers, for this 2021 year. I grew a lot, so I'm still trying to grow into 2022. Thank y'all and love y'all. I bless y'all. You back, bro? Good job, bro. brother John. You know, I already know, man. Love you, love you, man, brother Darren. Yo, my bad, man. My daughter, my daughter kept coming to the door. <laughs> bro, we already know, bro. I rode yeah, that, that boat. Man, see, but listen, man, great, great stuff tonight. Uh Jerome, like definitely that last drink. I I never thought to do this with the car thing. Like that, that just blew my mind right there. I didn't even thought about to do it. Like, so thank you for sharing that wisdom, man. And uh just dropping those, dropping those real nuggets, you know what I'm saying? Like, we still gotta live in the real world. Um, when we when we leave church. And, and and that's how you spread kingdom, you know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. and kingdom's Amen. not poor, kingdom's not dumb, kingdom's not stupid, you know what I'm saying? We're smart, we're, 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 we're we have, like you said, we have to love ourselves. And that was one of the big things as well. Um, knowing our identity and, and in turn, if we love ourselves, then we'll appreciate our identity. Then we won't let anybody um, alter our thought process and make us not love ourselves. Um, so, so great stuff tonight, man. Um, I know I came in the last part of the 2021, man. It feel like I've been here a whole year. Man. So I thank y'all for, for, uh, for, for welcoming me and I'm looking forward to, to 2022 and more to come. So appreciate y'all, man. Brothers Jerome, appreciate you, man. Good job, brother, man. Hey, man, we, man, thank you for everything you brought me last. Thank you. What, four, is this the fourth week? Third or fourth week, but man. Thank you, man. Love you, man. You brought so much to us. And definitely looking forward to hearing from you in 2022. Good job. Love you. Brother Josh. 
Um, I just want to throw uh, two more things out there from from my experience. Um, we also need to teach our youth if they do go to college, those refund checks that you can get back every year got to be paid back, and they got to be paid back with interest. Um, I, I went through that. I, I was, hey, this free money, give it to me, give me all of it. I'm still paying <laughs> that free money back. <laughs> Um, and also teaching kids when they're young. We started about two years ago um, with the twins, but teach them about credit because we, we got to set our, our we're trying to set mm-hmm. our kids up to be debt free. If they decide to go to college, great. We don't push it um, because we know that I mean, college may not be there for everybody. Um, right. Like you guys said, people got different gifts and things. They may want to go get a trade and, and, you know, go be a carpenter or, or a hairdresser or something like that, but you don't need a four year college. But um, we definitely focus on teaching them about credit and not ruin it and, and um, starting out debt-free. And that's all I got, fellas. Good job, Brother Josh. That's good stuff right there, man. Um, that Teaching them about credit is huge, man. I think it was 89. Um, credit cards and, and debit cards was like Vogue. really wasn't a big – it wasn't big. And so my dad, my dad brought one home, and he, hey, he was like, Hey, you don't know what this is or whatever, you know. They say you can use it. <clears throat> and I was going to the mall and he he let he he told me to take it and see how it worked. And I, I bought a feline hat, I bought a feline jogging suit, and I bought some feline shoes, and it was probably two hundred dollars, which in '89 was huge. Two hundred dollars eighty-nine is equivalent to probably four fifty now or three fifty. And my dad went crazy. But even even after he went crazy, we didn't even have a discussion about credit because I'm I mean just we just didn't we probably should have so good job brother John brother Chuck hey I want to thank you guys tonight man you guys had a great conversation tonight and thank you Jerome for leading us and sharing the truth with us man mm-hmm. uh, one thing I, I when you first started uh our discussion uh you said always put God first and that's the main thing when you put God first then you need to know who you are and whose you are. All right. And and and, and you're wrong. You made you made a comment earlier when we first started uh, uh, about the brothers, uh, the dark skinned brothers. How how we had a complex about being dark skinned. <laughs> and and, I, and, I, and I'm serious. And I remember I had a complex about being dark, mm-hmm. about my hair not being wavy and curly. Thin lips and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? God created me. Amen. He is the one that chose my mother. He's the one that chose my father. He is the one that chose what time that I should step out of my mother's womb. If God created me, in his image and in his likeness, and he so saw it for me to have this covering, who can say anything about Charles? I'm not a minority, I'm a majority, because I ain't but one. <laughs> As I, <sighs> there was so much, Jerome, you had, you shared tonight, man, but as you, as you guys have your, your, your children and your, and your grandchildren, teach them at an early age who they are. Mm-hmm. 
teach them and let them know that they're kings and queens of the kingdom of God. Teach them to know that they have favor with God. Teach them that God has a shield around them as with favor. Teach them that they are possessors of the blessing of the Lord and the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Amen. And that's the, the, the key to being successful as a believer. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when I look, I'm a lot older than you guys. When I was coming up, man, we, we, had, uh, <laughs> we had prayer in school and you had to learn scripture. And God was trying to get me at an early age. And that was the last thing I wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to learn no scriptures. I didn't want to sing no Christian songs. The only thing I wanted to do was grow up, get out of my mom and daddy's house, drink as much liquor as I possibly could, and chase as many women as I could get my hands on. Yep. But right. you know what? You know the results of that was a lot of headache and pain. Mm -hmm. But now, I thank God, amen. He's an awesome God. He had mercy. He had mercy on me, man. Amen. Amen. Good job, brother Charles. Good job. Good word as always. Love you, man. I, I Love think, I think everything that we talked about though is are they are very important in terms of kingdom, in, in terms of kingdom living. Yes. When the word talks about how God wants what He wants for us, those things are tied to what we're talking about. You no. Know, mm -hmm. Um, establishing good credit, saving, um, identity, and all those things. So good job, everybody. Brother Robert. Brother Jerome, let, let me share this with you. There's over 6 billion people on this earth. Everybody ain't gonna listen that light bright red. <laughs> that, that's just the bottom line. But they, they need strong-minded folk. They need to give it hard. That's just the way life is. You know, some of us, like they like to call man a man's man. I mean, you know, you're going to always give it to them straight. you always be hard with them. And a lot of folks going to come back and thank you for that. So don't worry about it, brother. You're doing great. I just wanted to tell you that. I, I love every time you speak, brother, every time. And uh, thank you, bro. I, I just want to thank everybody for allowing me to be on the Zoom call with the, with the brothers. I enjoy every Tuesday. I look forward to it. Y'all opened up a lot of stuff that I've forgotten about, stuff I never knew. Brother Charles, man, I love every time you speak because you be speaking that wisdom. And, and Brother Glenn, you know, man, I love you to death because I didn't heard you too many times come from the Raptors. <laughs> so I'm just saying. And Brother Josh, your story that you speak every time is new to me. Like, like, uh, Jerome said, everybody's not in your situation. Yeah. Everybody had an opportunity to plan like you and your wife did. So that's great to hear, man. I thank you. And Jonathan, you know, you walked up on me the other day in the gym. So you, so you know how that made me feel, brother. Listen, I'm real. I love you guys, man. I love God. I don't care who know it. Listen. Every day you see me, I'm going to be laughing, having a good time. I might not save much. But I'm retired. So 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 I I mean, you know, 
the city allowed me to retire with a pension. And I, I hope, Brother Charles, I got one coming up in another year or so. So, you know, I, I ain't complaining. I'm enjoying life at this age. I'll be 60, April coming up. And, and the Zoom call, I, I pray that it be a part of my life. And, and we do greater and greater things with it. Whatever you need, you know, if it's the uh, homeless, the elderly, I'm all for it. Wherever you want to meet, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? So just we just keep growing, loving on one another, brothers. And God bless you and your families. Y'all have a great new year coming in. And may we prosper in it. God bless all y'all, man. Amen. Amen. God bless you too, Brother Robert. Definitely love you too, man. Good job. Good word. Brother Dakota. Amen, amen, amen. Elder Price has something positive to say about everybody except me. I guess I'm top <laughs> Uh, well, I bless all you brothers, man, and brother Jerome. That was awesome wisdom on the night, man. I've never heard nothing like that myself. Um, as far as saving money is concerned, I've heard of like a a fifty-two week plan. I've tried it a couple of times, but I fell short right around the month of May, like the beginning, like New Year's on a Saturday, January first, January first. That Saturday, put one dollar back. <clears throat> the next Saturday, put two dollars back. And go that way every 52 weeks to the end of the year, and it might end up to be like $1,300 in change, if you can do it that way and whatnot. I think the furthest I went up is to the month of May. And I, I was putting like 20 some dollars back every whatever that week that was. So uh, <clears throat> there's so many methods out there to save money and whatnot. Do whatever you have to do to be disciplined enough to do that. And whatnot, whatever it takes, like you said, you can pay your 10% tithes and pay 10 more percent after that to yourself. Whatever, mm -hmm. there's so many different options and methods out there. But <clears throat> I think I joined you guys sometime around March, and I was just scrolling through Facebook and just happened to see it on there. And I seen Prentice on there. And I remember seeing some brother, I know who he is now, that was saying that how he was, uh, he was in prison. And some guy, he was ministering in prison, and he said that, you know, you don't know what it's like to be in here. When you said, brother, I was right down the hall right there. And I knew that was Brother Glenn <laughs> at the time, but I didn't know Brother Glenn at the time. That caught my attention, man. And I was sitting there listening to it. And I showed Prentice, and Prentice invited me on. He said he invited me and Price. I think we been on, came on that same day, and we've been on ever since. And I know that mm -hmm. was a move of God, and I'm so glad God that, uh, placed all you mighty men of God in my life. I've learned so much and whatnot. I'm very humble and whatnot. That's why a lot of times I'm quiet. I just like to soak it in. And whatnot. I like to listen to Glenn break down things. I like to listen to Todd, where how he does things, his realness. I like to listen to Brother uh, Charles, and I know he loves Jeremiah 29 and 11 and, and Joshua <laughs> and Jonathan and whatnot. And, and man, I just love all you brothers. That's why I pray for you for the most part on a daily basis because I love each and every last one of you. I love when we had a chance to meet and greet. Still can't wait to meet Todd and whatnot. And Jerome was talking about how short Todd is, and I got to see that. And whatnot, uh, it's how short Jerome is, I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, Can't wait to meet Jerome and the rest of him, brother Charles and, and Joshua and whatnot, man. So, uh, and obviously Darren, my uh, new brother in Christ that just came on about a month or some change ago. God bless each and every last one of you, and I love you. And uh, what a way to end the, uh, the year and whatnot. Um, for those of you, I'll be on watch night service. I'll be in church on Friday night at 10 o'clock. I'll probably have a little 15-minute sermon I'm doing so the other speak, people will be speaking as well on watch night service. So what better way to bring in the new year than in the house of the Lord? Amen. Amen. I know what I used to do. Just like you said, there was a time when Kool-Aid was out there on watch on, on watch night, but I wasn't at watch night. 
I was at a club paying $15, $20 to get in, because y'all know how that was back then. If you went mm -hmm. to the club, they always charged extra on New Year's Eve and whatnot. And whatnot. And that used to be my thing. But I think what God, I thank God what God has brought me from. And I thank God for placing you brothers in my life. And I love each and every last one of you. Good job, bro. Good job, man. Love you too, man. So glad. So glad that God brought you on and you definitely fit in. And you came, both of your guys came right in. Robert came in a little too strong early, messing with me about my mind and stuff, but God, God summoned him down and, and we rolled him. <laughs> and we rolled it. So love you too, bro. Brother Jerome. Hey guys, I just want to thank everybody for allowing me to speak from the heart, speak from my circumstance. Um, a lot of time when I talk, I just talk about things I've been through, things I've done, and hoping that somebody else has been through it or I can help somebody not go through it. And you know, me and my dad, we're close now, but my dad wasn't there for me as a child. So uh, me and my brothers, we basically learned by trial and error. My mom did a great job of, you know, raising us, putting the roof on our head. But being a man, we had to learn it through the neighbors over on Ponderosa and Prosperity, South Carolina. And we just learned by trial and error. So now that I got a, a forefront to be able to help somebody, man, that's what we want to do. So what I'm going to ask the group is, man, hey, let's, let's plan one night in 2022 where, well, we get, well, everybody invites somebody that don't know God. Mm -hmm. I mean, just one person, yeah. man, that may not know God. And we, we invite them to be on Zoom with us and the fellowship with us so, so that they can just see what brothers do and how we do it. And we can talk. And maybe, maybe they got some questions that they want to answer. Maybe they're struggling with something. I don't know. I don't have the setup. I normally put stuff out there and then Glenn and Todd are taking a run with it. I just feel like, we need to do more to reach out to the unsaved or the people that needs our help. We know the Christian people have a covering, but some guys out there that may be struggling with something, man, that may need us. I want us to be able to reach out to them and they may not get on zoom. So if they don't get on zoom, we need to reach out to them. That's all I'm asking. Amen. Good job, Jay. Hey, I definitely, I really love that. You know, I'm all for that. I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody on board with that and we'll, we'll get some dates together. For, but what, what I want to throw out there, though, before we do that, you know, that re, that requires you interacting with, with someone that you don't just just go at the gas station and invite somebody. I think I honestly believe that God has people in our life right now that are that are ready and willing to come on if, if we just reach out because they watch it. Trust me, Glenn gets texts, Glenn gets faith messages. I get it all the time after we get all the people messaging me now. So. You know, spend time, man, and, and and be praying and be sensitive to the spirit when he leads you into. Because sometimes when I say it might, that Tyrone don't want to come. It might be Tyrone who God wants me to ask. So just be sensitive. And my takeaway before I turn it over to Brother Glenn, we talked about identity a lot tonight. I'm a firm believer that without your identity and knowing who you are, it's impossible to reach your purpose. Oh, yes, sir. It's, it's impossible. Right. Because because where you going, you 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 naked almost in that term, you in that sense. If you don't if you don't know who you are, your purpose is so far away. Cause because he's not gonna send you towards that until you know who you are. You ain't gonna be spot on, but you gotta have some sense of self before he push <laughs> you towards your purpose. And, and if, if you disagree, hit me up. We'll definitely talk about it some more. I stand strong in that. Brother Glenn, take me yeah, home. Man. Good job tonight, brother Jerome. 
Amen, amen, amen. Jerome, man, as always, man, it's a pleasure. You know, the realness is, is what we need in the world today, man. Too many people playing <laughs> games with people's lives and not being real, not about life, not even about the word of God, but to have it come raw and uncut, that's what a lot of people are looking for. They, they're not looking for the people that are trying to sugarcoat stuff. Uh, that one of my posts today said that if you are talking to people, don't try to show them how deep you are. Your arrogance will cause you to drown. Mm -hmm. you that was good. Them. I saw that. You can't <clears throat> talk people, man, because they're, they're trying to learn something from you. And if you're trying to go over their head, you're going to cause them to miss. And, and that's what we have to be vigilant about, being upfront and real all the time. Talking from the heart tonight, I think, was an awesome thing to do. You know, we, we, we didn't get into the scripture lesson like we always do. We had a real conversation, and that's needed. That's needed in the church. Mm -hmm. That's needed in life. And I thank God for it. And you just continue on the way that you're doing. My takeaway is, Todd, is actually the same thing, identity. It goes back to Matthew chapter 3 and Matthew chapter 4. Chapter mm -hmm. 3, God identified Jesus as his beloved son. But mm -hmm. in chapter 4, Satan tried him by his identity, and Jesus answered with his identity. Knowing who you are helps you fulfill your purpose. And so mm -hmm. that's what we have to always be vigilant about. I thank God, man, for this group. We're going into another, going into two years, man. Two mm -hmm. years. And watching God. Amazing. Move, Amazing. What he's doing. And, and I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for more people to come. I'm waiting for our white brothers and our Hispanic brothers and our Korean, yeah. Asian to all come on because we mm -hmm. all share the similar experiences. Amen. We may have different colors of skin, but we have similar experiences. And I, I believe God is going to add to this kingdom. The Bible said in the, in the, in the word in Acts chapter 2, it said God added such to the church daily because he was pleased with what was going on. And so Amen. I pray that he's pleased with us and he continues to add. Father God is in the name of Jesus, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity to give you all glory on and praise. And God, as we assemble here, Father, we ask right now in the name of Jesus, God, you look upon every household represented God, not those only here, Father, but those that tuned in, God, looking for a word. God, we thank you for the man of God that you placed on this journey tonight, Father, to break it down and make it real and plain, God. You said it, make it plain so that they will be able to understand and run with it. God, we thank you for the plainness and the bluntness that he used, God, to show us that there is a thing that we can do called change. Father, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you give him what he stands in the need of. Build him up on every side. Strengthen him that he'll be able to walk upright before you continue. Thank you, Father, we thank you, God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, God, and it has already been condemned, everything that has rise up in judgment. And Father, as we go forward, we ask that you continue just to be with this group. Give us what we stand in the need of. Prick our hearts with a word, God, that we'll be able to teach you, God, and help someone ask, what must I do to be saved? And God, don't let us be so high and mighty and caught up with ourselves, God, that we don't answer the call, but give us the humbleness, God, to hear, God, as you did. You said, with love and kindness have you drawn me. So let us show the love and kindness of Christ, God, and that someone will ask, what must I do to be saved? Yes. We thank you for everything you're doing, God, and we ask right now that you just continue to bless. And we ask this in the master's name of Jesus Christ, we do pray. All Jesus. of the people say amen and amen. 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 Love you guys. Have good, a night. good night, man. And happy new year to everybody. Hey, fellas. Um, I know um some people um got services at 10 o'clock on New Year's Eve late at night. Mm -hmm. But some of the Methodist churches are having a um 
something at Irmo Park next to Young's Chapel at 12 noon on Friday. Okay. So 12 y'all don't, noon? Y'all 12, yeah, noon by the Irmo Community Park next to Young's Chapel. We might try to make it. Just that. let y'all know. Just let y'all know. All right, bro. All right. All right. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, man. Love y'all. See y'all in 22. Hey, man.